This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt. Dallas Scott was insider for 105 through the fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation 2 to 7 p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan of Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, we had a, uh, a, a brief mini episode the other day, a brief reaction to uh, the Cowboys 28-16 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to do a deeper dive now that we've both had a chance to look back at the game and and hear some of the rhetoric surrounding the game afterwards. Um, your your biggest takeaway, your your most important thought after watching the tape of what was a brutal game against the Arizona Cardinals. I think Mike McCarthy was worried about his offensive line with his game plan probably initially in this game. I wonder if the second sack that Adoga and TJ Bass were involved with, it's called a sack, but you know the quarterback was trying to move. He they tried to run a double move on the outside with uh with CeeDee Lamb. Marco Wilson doesn't bite. This was a weird game for Arizona. They acted like they played they hadn't they, they acted like they were all pros back there playing in the secondary. You know, it was crazy. And, like, the first two games, you felt like that you could take uh, advantage of what they were doing. But I worry about this game if, if, in fact, play calling was affected by his thoughts on the offensive line. You watch the way that some of the ways that he – some of the plays he went to, he even talked about it in his, you know, his uh, press conference uh, at, the, uh, at the beginning of this week. Uh, that two things came from this uh, about getting young guys more reps. And I could get into that here in a little bit. And then the second thing is throwing the ball more on first and second down uh, once he got down the red zone. Now, I'll say this. There were, there were some things that Arizona did to you down in the red zone that was pretty clear, pretty evident, that there were some several times, Bobby, and I don't know if you saw as well as I did, there were times where it was the routes where it was three Cowboy receivers, four Arizona defenders. It always it, – it's they – the Cardinals did a great job, especially in the red zone, understanding what you were trying to do when it came to throwing the football. And they did a great job of covering the routes, playing the routes, being in position. You know, the Cowboys hit them on that little screen – that uh, was a touchdown. It was a really nice call, really nice design. But other than that, from, uh, Jaga- good job from Cooks blocking in front. Yeah, good job yeah. from Dowdle. Yeah, and also I think Ferguson was also involved in that play yeah. as well up front. 
they tried to run the one-man screen, which they did against uh, the Jets. Instead of the tight ends being downfield, they used receivers. You know, they tried to, you know, get some positive yards on that. The red zone stuff is a concern. And the red zone stuff's a concern because of – and I'm not asking Mike McCarthy to try and trick him when it comes to his red zone calls. We talk about creativity, but creativity has to have some success to it. And it has to be a well-thought-out way of success. And I mean that in a way that when you run C.D. Lamb on an option down there, then you have to be able to – you might fool one guy, but you're not going to fool two guys. You know, you might – and two guys unblocked, it's a negative play. There was an opportunity where Dak Prescott, there was a a read option where if he pulls the ball from Pollard and he just runs off left edge down there, he either gets to the one or he actually scores. You know, there's it's the red zone stuff for the Cowboys. Last week it was a Tyron Smith miss block. It was a Tyron Smith holding penalty. You know, there were things that just – this week it was, you know, I just don't feel like that Dak Prescott. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm rambling around here. I'm really not trying to ramble. No, there's no, just so you're good. there's so many things just popping in my head about watching this game and what you say. Well, what stood out, and it's hard because I didn't expect them to have this much trouble with. Now I knew that defensively there were some things that Arizona could was capable of. Arizona played a really well game I, I, on defense, I think. And they played really well on offense, too. But I think we're starting to learn there's some things that Dak Prescott will struggle with. And I'm not trying to bash Dak here. I'm just trying to say the balls that are like the fades, you know, the fade passes, you know, throw the ball up, let, you know, ball being short. You know, there's a couple of times there, whether it was the one that went to Lamb late, you know, and you could say there was pass interference. We still haven't got an explanation why the flag was picked up on on uh, Gallup. We still haven't got an explanation for that one. And, you know, well, maybe the league will say something, but they haven't as, as we broadcast here today. Ball's got to be higher. Ball's got to be further out. Ball's got to be, you know, the pass that went to Cooks early in the game. You know, just nice job by Clark kind of forcing him out. But if you put the ball up maybe a little bit out front, you know, maybe, the, maybe you make the play there. There's some things that they've just – fundamentally just really aren't good at right now. And, you know, the passing down there, the separation from the receivers, they it's not so much that you miss Ezekiel Elliott because you could get that. In my opinion, you could get that with Rico Dowdle if you want to run it that way. You could get that with Hunter Lipke. I think Hunter Lipke has shown me that he might not be the best blocker right now, but he's capable of being a tough runner. He's capable of catching the football. He's capable of uh, third and one getting nine yards in that situation. Yeah. He's capable of doing that. So these are all things that could be positives. But you know the the way that the the way that they executed, the way that Mike called some things, you can understand why they they're having some of the issues that they're that they're having with the with the red zone um, efficiency. And in this game, it was really, really evident. And, and to be honest with you, Bobby, I think it cost them the game. I, I think their, oh, yeah. re, their red zone efficient, efficiency 
cost them a shot to to win this football game. They just weren't good enough. And if it continues to be like this, you know, then they're going to be in they're going to be in some trouble. They're going to be in some trouble. Yeah, I mean, look, you are six of fifteen in the red zone to this point, three for eleven in the last few weeks. And there's there's a troubling aspect to me about how they're they're specifically working the passing game in the red zone. Um, there's no separation know, with, at all down there. No, the route combinations. I, I, Bobby, and I talked a long time. I'm sorry, I'll let you talk. No, you're good. You're good. But, go but when you watch, you know, in in Oxnard, we were all loving the fact that down there there were picks, there were rub routes on the fourth down play that they they missed the first one they tried to do a rub and they couldn't get they couldn't mesh it they couldn't you know and and how many times have we watch teams in the NFL or in college football and they're running these picks and rubs and it just naturally looks boom, 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 you know and guys are yeah. you know free and it's an easy throw that Dak can make you know we just haven't seen that we just we didn't see that at all in the in the Arizona game there was nothing there was no, there was just that to me that one time where they got cooks inside, but they couldn't get the mesh to where it would give them any space down there. So yeah, that's, and, and it's look, an issue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, you're 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 good. Look, there there, and we referenced this a little bit in our immediate reaction the other day. This seems missing Dalton Schultz in the red zone. It's um, it's evident. It really really is. Yeah, no, or there, or there somebody was, that knows how to get open and get space down there. They're right. missing. They're missing this. The element of somebody finding space in order for Dak Prescott to make a pretty simple throw. Here, this is this is what's troubling to me. We're three weeks in the season. And I understand there were two blowouts involved, and whatever mm-hmm. else you want to say, that's fine. Um, it's inexcusable to me that C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup combined have two fewer targets in the red zone than Jake Ferguson. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, it's inexcusable to me that Cooks, Gallup, and Lamb have zero catches in the red zone through three weeks. And you're talking about there have been 25 dropbacks in the red zone, no catches right. for right. your three receivers. That's bad. Now, here, here's my question for you, specifically Lamb. Lamb is supposed to be your guy. That, that's supposed to be your number Lamb one had guy. Bo- who Man, Lamb had bad body language in that he game the other day. And I and I and I'm not trying to be a, a body language expert guy, but there was something not right with him in that football. He was football. frustrated. Yeah, I he think was very so. frustrated. I think so. Um, and, and my thing is, when you have two targets, no catches for Lamb in the red zone in 25 dropbacks, is that more on who do you think needs to take the most ownership of that? Lamb, Prescott, or McCarthy? Mike does, because as the play caller. Him and Brian Schottenheimer are responsible for implementing the game plan, which is, okay, this is how we're going to get targets or this is how we're going to get separation down there. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for Brandon Cooks. I know Brandon Cooks missed a game, but I'm waiting. I've been waiting for him to, you know, for them to get him going. And nice to see him get Gallup going, but Gallup had a nice game. Kind of figured that Gallup against the secondary probably would have a pretty good game. Gallup played well, yeah. He sure did. But I, I man, it just was a bad it was a bad vibe watching Lamb play. But to your question, 
if he had to power rank where the responsibility falls, McCarthy's one, receivers two, Prescott three. That's how I would power rank. Receivers have got to find a way to get separation down there, but they're also – could be what you just don't have a lot of area. I don't mean to be captain obvious down there, but that's you don't have. You have to come up with ways of getting routes quick, getting into how, routes quickly. How much know? of that is Mike in general? Then with the scheme that as the field tightens up, these you're you're going to get naturally more congested areas for those quick hit three step drop throws. And that there's got to be more creative design. It feels like Mike is running the same offense what, what, between the twenties as he's running in the red. Yeah. Zone. What? See, the creativity to me is bunch, scatter, picks, drags. You know, I mean, lose guys in. You know, uh, the, the play that the play that Wilson for the uh, for Arizona the sixty nine yard they that play was set up. They felt like that they could probably lose him in a tight split and lose him up the field. They and they did. Everybody. They lost everybody. Whether it was Lewis, uh, you know, everybody was playing man and Lewis passes off to and Hooker, I'm not sure about that. You know, I don't think anybody will tell you. Maybe they'll tell you on the golf course next summer what really happened there. But right yeah. now they're not going to tell you. Um, but it, it it's it's it is about it is about creating that that the, the whole thing going into the season, and it, it's week three. The whole thing going into the season was they are going to create space and separation for Dak Prescott. And the question was if the offense is going to have success. It was going to prop not the question, but the the comment was if the offense was going to have success, it was going to Dak Prescott was going to have to be accurate throwing the football because yeah. they were going to create. And the one thing is, when Dak has had open receivers, we've seen him hit receivers on the run and stuff. The pass to the pass to Michael Gallup on the slant that went, you know, was just a, it was pretty. It was a pretty play. We've seen last week against the Jets uh, when Ceedee Lamb caught the ball back shoulder, boom, kind of you know went up the field. That's the kind of things you need to see. But in the in the in the red zone, to your point, you wonder is okay. Is the goal line package similar to what you see in the field? And, and you bringing that up, I, I think, is a very, very valid point or a very valid question uh, when it's, you look at how the things go. It's interesting, too. Out of, out of every quarterback that started at least three games this season, so not including guys who have missed games, uh, Dak Prescott is last in the NFL in intended air yards per attempt. By more than a full yard. He's at five and a half. The next closest is Josh Dobbs at 6.7. That's three yards below his career average, four yards below his career high. Um, When you look at he threw 40 passes on Sunday, Brian, five of them went past 10 yards in the air. So we're, we're talking about everything underneath, everything quick. I think your quarterback is starting to feel handcuffed by this scheme. I think your quarterback feels like he can do more. Yeah, but man, I Derek, I, was, I, I, I I don't say that as any sort of like no, you're not. I thing. know, I, I know. Think, I, think, I, know. I think just as a competitor, when you hear him talk after the game, it sounds like a guy who's like, I could be doing more to help this. Like, we don't have to. You do not have to treat me with kid gloves here. I think there's an overcorrection. This is the analogy I drew talking to somebody in the media today. 
They the interceptions last year were an unfortunate outlier. They started hydroplaning on the highway, and instead of just letting off the gas, McCarthy slammed on the brakes, overcorrected, and now they're in a tailspin. And I think the passing game, I understand some people are going to say that's an exaggeration, but efficiency-wise, the passing game is moving at at an unsustainable pace to keep up with big-time competitors. And so to me, I I think it's just what you're seeing right now is an overcorrection, and I don't know that they're going to change it up. I learned something today from Derek Eagleton, and I wish I completely wrote everything down that he said when we were on the uh, Cowboys break today. He was saying that the success last year of the deep passing game where Dak's ratings right and left were well over 100 on both sides this time last year. But, you know, we don't – we they've thrown the same amount of deep passes or deep routes – through the first three games as we saw with the first three last year. and But what's different is there's been more of the behind the line and then in that zero to nine range, you know. Yeah. And to your point, they're 0-2 throwing the ball in the middle of the field between, between the hashes. So – where was Dak Prescott's issues last year? When it and not all of them were his issues. C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, the interceptions where they happen in the middle of the field. Yeah. So we're not seeing it. You know, you you got the same number of shots going down the field. You just have more passes that are behind the line or in that zero to nine range than the intermediate passes that are 10 to, to 19. You know? Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting in terms of passes thrown. This is just from NFL game stats and information. Passes thrown short right, so that's under 15, That's under 16 yards. Passes thrown short right, the Cowboys are number one in the NFL in attempts, 53 of them. Passes thrown deep right. Yeah. So clearly they, they, they like the throws to the right side there. Passes thrown deep right. They are third to last in the NFL with three. And it's that's anything yeah. over 16 yards. And look, this is a we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll dive in again some more here into some of the deep pass and stuff. It's a good time to remind you guys that this is the Love the Star podcast. You can uh, find the Love the Star podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 